Fox Church, what's happening? You feeling good today? Somebody in the chat room say, I'm feeling good today. Tell us where you're from, if you're on Facebook, whatever your platform, if you're on the, our website, wherever you're watching this from, tell us where you're watching from. Let us know who you are, where you're from. Let us know if you got some prayer requests. Man, we would love, we got an army of people who can't wait to pray with you. We're so glad we get to do church with you today. Usually about now, I get to say hi to nine locations. As you know, these days, we get to say hi to thousands, literally thousands of locations around the world. We want, I want to say welcome to all of you who will be joining us for this message in over 140 countries. We're so glad you're with us. And here's what we know. Today, we get to have a few staff members in a service. And, and, and we cannot wait for the day that we get to open these bad boys up and bring everybody back together. We can't wait for that day. But here's what we know. The church building does not change our lives. The God, the presence of Him, the reason we have church buildings, that's what changes our lives. We don't need the presence of buildings. We need the presence of God, and He is here with us no matter what form of technology you're using right now to tune in. The presence of God is with us. He's going to speak. You might as well just get comfortable and get ready because it's going to happen today. If you're just joining us, I like, to, I like to say right up top, because if you tune in for very long at all, you're going to figure it out. You're going to hear Ronnie speak pretty soon. You're going to know it. We are a bunch of messed up, imperfect, broken people, but we love to get together and worship and hear from and be changed by a perfect God. And so no matter where you're watching or listening from right now, no matter what's been going on, here's the good news for you. If you feel broken in any way, you're in the right place. If you feel imperfect, if you feel unworthy, if you feel unlovable, if you have at times felt like you're too far gone, you're in the right place. And we want you to know this. You're not crashing a party today. You're the guest of, arn of honor at this party. We've been praying that you would join us. So welcome to the family. Welcome to Red Rocks Church. We're so glad you're with us. And church, we have got a special treat today. My friend, my brother, Uncle Jimmy is in the house today. Now, not, they're not ready. They can't handle it yet. They're not ready yet. First, can we honor, can we honor the heart and soul of this family, Irene Rollins, right here. I love you so much. Irene, you are family. Thank you for sharing your husband with us and, and your time this weekend. Thank you so much. We love you, your family. Guys, Pastor Jimmy, he is like a brother to me. In fact, some people think we've <laughs> been called twins. It's crazy. His shoe, there's nothing he can't do. Jimmy, you can come on. His shoe game's through the roof. He, he's a fashion consultant. He cooks better than anybody I've ever even heard about. He raps, he writes, he sings. There's nothing he can't do. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there are few people on this earth who can preach the Word of God, I'm telling you, with the authority that God has graced this man with. Just this week, 
He's recorded messages that are going out to literally thousands of churches. He's speaking in like four countries next week. But because we're family, he said, I got to come to Red Rocks first. Jimmy, I love you. You are my brother. We love you. We honor you. Thank you. I'm so honored to be uh, here in, in Denver and uh, just with your amazing pastors. Can we just, before we you know, get started in this service, give it up for the mom and pop of this house, the visionaries. Come on, somebody. Sean and Jill. Come on, we can do better than that. Come on, every house, every location, every campus. We're so honored. As Sean already said, I uh, got my, my bride here with me of 21 years. Come on, she's so lucky to have someone as amazing as I am. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not. Uh, but it's so good for her to be with us. And, and uh, I'm just saying that this is my first ministry. Uh, and, and God has done a, a tremendous work in our marriage. We're married about 21 years. It's been about the best five years ever. It's been amazing. Some of you caught that. And, and, uh, but I'm so honored to be before you today. I believe that I have a word from God for your church. Uh, some of you, I, like, I've already been in the city, and I, was on the, I got off the airplane, and somebody ran up to me and says, are you Uncle Jimmy? And I said, that's me. And then I, I, was, in the tra- I was on the tram. Are you Uncle Jimmy? That's me. And I was at dinner. Are you Uncle? That's me. And so Uncle Jimmy is in the house. We are family. You all can have your seats in the room and at home. You can cook dinner, whatever you're doing, or lunch, or, or drink coffee. It's just so amazing uh, to be here uh, uh, in Denver. And, and I'm just excited because, uh, you know, I, I'm not having a, at our church, I'm not preaching on a stage. I'm like in a studio. So if it's okay, Red Rocks, I'm going to preach today. Come on. Like, I got a word in my heart, and, and you guys have been in this series, Follow. I think that's a, an amazing series. Like, I, like, we as Christ followers are supposed to follow after Jesus and, and mimic his ways. And, and I've heard the word contagious, you know, uh, around this whole COVID craziness, this corona craziness, and, and we're looking for an antidote, and, and people are being quarantined, and we have all these big words, uh, uh, but I believe that God wants to do something through this thought about following, and, and if you're with me, if you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, uh, and I just think it's ironic that this is the word that God put in my heart, and this is the kind of series scripture, uh, Luke 5, 12 through 15, uh, and we're going to poke around a little bit uh, in a couple of the gospels, uh, but I want to follow after Jesus. Come on, somebody. Like, if there's anybody I want to follow after, it's Jesus. If there's anybody I want to be like, it's Jesus. If there's anyone I want to be in proximity with, it's Jesus. If there's any, uh, if there's any gospel, if there's anything being said, I want to talk like Jesus. I, I want to walk like Jesus. I want to walk with kingdom swag. Come on, somebody like Jesus. I walk up into Walmart and people are healed. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm in traffic and I'm not cussing nobody out because you know there is no traffic because uh, he parts sees, he parts traffic. Come on. I want to be like Jesus. It says here in Luke 5, 12 and 15 in one of the villages. It says, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, when this man who had leprosy saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground and begged to be healed. Lord, he said, I love this question. If you are willing, can you heal me and make me 
clean. I believe in that moment, Jesus is like, hold on. Not only am I willing, but I'm also able. Come on, somebody. Like, I just don't want to be willing. I want to be able. And I believe this. Red Rocks Church, that there are people that are on your job. There are people in your community that they're, they're not asking the question out loud if you're willing, but their lives are in a place where they need to be healed, where they need to be set free, where they need to be delivered. And they're asked, their lives are speaking and asking the question around your house, around your desk. Are you willing? We can be willing, but if we're not following after Jesus, <laughs> we can be willing, but not able. I want to be both willing and able to change environments when I walk in the room. That's the kingdom message of Jesus Christ. See, when I follow Jesus, you know, people will follow me. And it says this, it says, are you willing to make me clean? Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened? Now that's a little crazy to me. I've been, I've been, you know, walking around with leprosy for years. Come on, somebody. It, it's, you know, it, it's incurable. You're going to cure it and then ask me to be quiet about it. That makes no sense to me. See, some of y'all been jacked up. Maybe you haven't, you know, uh, had a testimony, but I got a story. I have a back story. I ain't always been this good looking. Come on, somebody. I used to be 420 pounds. You better believe when I lost this weight, I'm saying, look what the Lord has done. I don't even know how, my, come on. I don't even know how my wife even stands to be around me. I don't even know how she keeps her hands off of this. I'm like, I cannot be silent. Some of you have been too silent about the redemptive work of God in your life. Look what the Lord has done. I love that. And then he says this, because of the law of Moses, for those who have been healed of leprosy, this will be a public testimony that you have been clean. In verse 14, he says, then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the required offering in the law of Moses for those who have been clean or cleansed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite Jesus's instructions, the report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. Come on, Red Rock Church. I want to talk to you over the next few minutes from this thought. And, and maybe you're sitting next to your kids. Maybe, you know, you're single uh, and ready to mingle and he ain't showed up or he, she ain't showed up yet. But I want you to look at the person next to you or maybe be next to you and say this topic. I am the antidote. Come on, somebody. Say, I am the antidote. I am the antidote. That means when I show up, Something should change. When I step into a situation, the trajectory of eternity should change. When I get on the metro or I get on the bus, the environment should change because I'm following after Jesus. And that means that when I show up, the kingdom of God shows up. I don't have to wait till I get into a church building to get healed. I can lay hands on my own self because I am 
The antidote, the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I I carry the gospel message of Jesus Christ. I carry the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. When people are around me, blinded eyes can be open and deaf ears can hear and marriages can come back together and people who are addicted can put down and lay down their burdens. You can trade in heavy and hard for easy and light when you are around me because I follow Jesus. I am the antidote. I love that. See, we're in this crazy COVID season, aren't we? COVID-19. Some of y'all have gained 19. Come on, somebody. Corona, the Corona virus. Some of y'all just used to drinking Corona, right? But I was thinking about this and, you know, when we, when this whole thing, this pandemic, you know, you know, happened and we were watching CNN and, and I remember they were about to shut down our state and I mean, they're shutting down Maryland. Now, now, you know, you know, I get it. Like I'm not used to a shutdown, but all I was thinking is I need to eat. Come on, somebody. So I told my daughter, I was like, get in the car. We're going to Wegmans. No, 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 we're going to Whole Foods. We walked up in Whole Foods, and there was no one there, but we got there first. And all of a sudden, all these people started showing up, and, and I got a little allergies. Got a little allergies. Got a little hay fever. Come on, somebody. I, I take a little allergy pill. Got, I sneeze every now and then. How many of y'all know, like, in this season, you can't sneeze out, out in public? Mm-mm. I was in the grocery store at the meat section ordering me some steaks. I had a line behind me, and all of a sudden, my allergies hit me. And I sneezed, and everybody just backed up like, wow. And I was like, hold up, y'all. I ain't got corona. I just got allergies. And I, yeah, convince people. Yeah, right. And this was before masks were, were, but it's crazy. Like, it was like in that moment, I was diagnosed, and everybody just got away from me. No one wanted to follow me because they thought of I was infected with something that was contagious in the wrong way. Can I just encourage you that in this season, Many of us have been con- uh, infected with, with, with addiction and, and, and infected with depression and infected with, you know, uh, uh, discouragement and, and infected, you know, with sorrow and grief and, and frustration. Some of us have gotten laid off from our jobs and you've been quarantined in your, and some of y'all who are married, you know, you, you've been quarantined in your house with your spouse too long and you've been wanting to tell your spouse, how about you take that attitude and quarantine that downstairs? Come on, somebody. And it's almost like nobody wants to be around you because of what you've been infected with. And it's like you sneeze. You know, you, 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 you act out of where you came from and everybody wants to scatter and get away from you. But can I encourage you that in this moment, just like this leper, this leper bumped into Jesus. This leper bumped into someone that he didn't want to run away from. He wanted to run towards And I'm believing Red Rock Church that in this season, in this pandemic, epidemic season, that God is going to increase your testimony, that when you share your testimony, people won't back up off you, but people will run towards you and says, if he did that in your life, do you think he can do that in my life? I want some of that. I am the antidote. Let me give you kind of the context of this passage of Scripture, this story takes place right after the miracle of they caught so many fish that the nets broke, right? And, and, and if you read, uh, you know, right before this passage of Scripture, you can see that Simon Peter was just called to follow Jesus. 
In other words, this is his first day on the job. Come on, somebody. I followed Jesus' first day. Leprosy. Whoa. I ain't prepared for that. Come on, y'all. Do you remember when you got saved and you gave your life to Jesus and then you ran into a situation that you're not sure, uh, am I the antidote to that? Like somebody else. I don't have the degree. I, don't ha- I haven't been saved long enough. I don't know the words to all the songs. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all are just, you know, you're like, you know, uh, uh, what's the, I think it was called Millie Vanilli or something like that. Like they, like worship sometimes is like that. I'm looking for the ball to bounce and tell me how to sing the words, how to know the words. And many of us, we're, we're new to church or we're, or we're new to this God thing and we think that that's somebody else's job to do. But can I tell you, there is no uh, hierarchy in the things of God. There is no degree in the things of God. You can be saved 10 years or two minutes. And guess what? The same power that resurrected Jesus from the cross is inside of you. You're contagious with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the first day on the job. And and the Bible says this, and I love Luke's translation of this because it says that this man was full of leprosy. Y'all ever met anybody that's full of it? (laughs) Just full of hurt. Full of doubt. Full of fear. Full of the past. Full of sorrow. Man, we, those kind of people are looking to bump into some Christ followers that are full of grace, that are full of the redemptive message of Jesus Christ. I started thinking about leprosy. I asked Siri, I did a little study and said, Siri, what's leprosy? And my, my Siri, she, she's Australian. And she's like, leprosy? I get like, my daughter says, dad, don't ever do like Voices because all of yours sound Jamaican. Come on, somebody. (laughs) But I found out that leprosy is an offensive disease. It's a dangerous disease. It's super contagious. It's a virus, watch this now, that pervades the whole body. Leprosy is a disease that can affect the nerves and the skin. Symptoms take as long as 20 years to appear. That's called the incubation period. And what it does is it makes it difficult to pinpoint when someone gets infected. Ultimately, it results in loss body parts. Can I encourage you that I believe that the church, the Big C Church, has been infected with leprosy. The leprosy of judgment. The leprosy of fear. The leprosy of not being contagious with the gospel of Jesus Christ. How about this? The leprosy of racism. It's a skin disease. The leprosy of jealousy. And we have so many people in our cities and so many people in our families saying, if that's the God that you serve, I don't want to be a part of that God because I don't want to be contagious. I don't want that. That's not the antidote to my fear. That's not that. I'd rather try alcohol. That's the antidote to my fear. I'd rather try drugs. That's the antidote to my fear. And if you know anything about that, all of that gives you a temporary high and not an eternal position. But the message of Jesus Christ, it gives you, come on, 
somebody an eternal high that gives me a position in the body of Christ and a position that is secure in heaven. We got to get better. We got to follow Jesus. We can't judge people. I like to tell our church, man, be careful of judging people because they sin differently than you. We're too religious and not enough relation. No. All right, this thing is going to be moved forward with relationship. Jesus models to us that we must do life with lepers. Lepers lived in quarantine. Can I just encourage you in this COVID craziness not to quarantine yourself just because you can't get into the four walls of a church, not to just give up on God and not to just stay astray and not to quarantine your issue. But I'm telling you right now, I believe right in your living room that you can bump into the antidote today. I believe right now in your living room, you could be the antidote. The call of God can wake up on the inside of you. God says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, homie. Come on, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Somebody is saying, I'm called to lepers. We're looking for some people who are called to lepers that don't run around or run away from people because they got issues. How many in here? Maybe you're watching. How many of y'all got issue? Come on. Some of y'all ain't got your hand up. That's your issue. <laughs> Some of us have leprosy. Some of us are called to people with leprosy. And, and Pastor Sean and Jill, when I did this study, they said that they couldn't tell that people had leprosies because they were wrapped up. They would wrap themselves up to hide the issues. We got too many people in church wrapped up in shame and wrapped up in doubt and wrapped up in what if they really found out what, what, you know, what, what, what's going on. And, 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 but I'm telling you, I believe that the church needs to uncover our issues because the, our greatest misery has the potential to be our greatest ministry. If we, let me tell you something, if you go ahead and expose it and start, and start talking about it, the enemy can stop reminding you about it and keeping you up late at night. Somebody needs to understand that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I'm not going to be quiet about what God has done in my life. Leprosy. One thing about this coronavirus is they can't find a vaccine. I even heard that they were doing a search and uh, getting people to sign up, getting people to sign up to do what? To, to get infected with the disease so that they can try to find a remedy. Wow. Doesn't that sound like the gospel? <laughs> Pastor, what you talking about? What I'm saying is, is, could it be that the thing that we were infected with in our past is actually the thing that when God heals becomes an antidote and a remedy to our purpose? Isn't that how they find an antidote? They infect a person with it, and then they build up antibodies 
and then when they build up antibodies, they extract it from the person, and now they have an antidote, they have a remedy. Is that not the gospel? I once was lost, and now I'm found. Well, pastor, I dealt with addiction. Yeah, dealt with addiction. What happens is you God allowed that to happen in your life, and what happens is now you got infected with the gospel, and the gospel has been on the inside of you working. Why? Because there's somebody else that needs that antidote. So what he did, he allowed you to go through it, but then he infected you with the gospel so that when you walk around, guess what? Your purpose is now to heal people who went through the same thing that you got delivered from. I'm looking for a church, Red Rocks, that says, I am the antidote. I dare you to scream right now in your living room. I am the antidote. That's exactly what happened in scripture. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember the garden? Adam sinned. Adam sinned, and the Bible says that a curse was brought to the entire world. And Jesus, God said, man, I got to have covenant with Adam. I got to have covenant with man. And so God tried to, like, give the antidote to the priests. Didn't work. Tried to give the antidote to the prophets, Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Didn't work. And Isaiah didn't work. God was silent for 400 years between Malachi and Matthew working on an antidote. Oh, I like that. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all like, you've been quarantined for 40 days. Like, no, no. Pastor, it feels like 400 years. But then something happened in Matthew. God says, I know what I'll do. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God says, oh, I get it. I can't give the antidote to a priest and have people go have to be inside of a church to get healed. I can't give the antidote to a prophet and have people talk about it. I have to figure a way to put the antidote on the inside of them. So I'm going to send my son Jesus in the form of a man and he's going to walk and he's going to be able to talk and there's nothing that he's not going to see that somebody else can get healed with. It was the antidote that healed a woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. It was the antidote that woke up that woke up Lazarus who was dead for three days. It was the antidote that healed Jairus' daughter while he was in the temple doing church and she fell asleep and got sick. It was the antidote that turned water into wine. It was the antidote that called the disciples and it is the antidote that is calling you. So what God says is I have to cure the host so he could be the antidote. Man was the host of sin. And so God says, I have to cure him so that when he walks, he walks as if he has been following me so that every single person he comes in contact with, I feel like preaching in here, they begin to get healed. So I'm looking for some people that got a jacked up story. I'm looking for some people who done been through some stuff. Who, come on somebody, who done taken a licking and kept on ticking. Is there anybody in this room that you haven't dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's? I don't know about you, I ain't always been saved. There is a backstory, and if they put my, my, my backstory on the screen, some of y'all would run out of the room right now. But is there anybody that's with me that says, look what the Lord has done. You are the antidote. And your purpose points to your pain. This is what this guy bumped into. I love that. I want to give you a few points about being an antidote. Number one is this. Is Jesus cures. Jesus cures. The antidote cures. 
the antidote cures. It says this, while he was in one of the cities, there was a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you're willing, can you make me clean? I don't know about you, but right now we're looking for an antidote in this whole pandemic thing. And I'm believing that God is working on that. But have you ever been so sick? I don't know about you, but my wife, she's a home remedy kind of person, you know. Babe, I got a headache, you know. Just smash up some ginger and lime and it'll be gone. I don't want the home remedy. Come on, somebody. Like, like I want something that's, that's FDA approved. I want something that's gone through a, a process. I want something that the government, come on, somebody, has said that's gone. I want a Tylenol. Come on, somebody. I want an Advil. I don't want no home remedy. One time I got sick and uh, it's season our marriage, and I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm telling you, I was like, babe, I don't feel good. There's just pain in my stomach. And, you know, she's like mixing up something in the, in the kitchen. I don't know what it has, some cayenne. Come on, somebody. Like, like it might have healed me, but my throat is burnt now. Come on, somebody. Like, like it has side effects. Like, I don't want side effects. I want to be healed, you know? And, and so I went, I was like, something's not right. And she goes, no, you'll be okay. Just lay down. Just sleep. I, I don't want to lay down and sleep. I don't, I don't want to wake up sick again. So we went to the hospital. They searched me, couldn't find anything, you know, did all these tests. And I went back home and I was like, I'm still not right. Two days later, I'm still not right. Something is wrong. And the pain just increased and increased and increased. And I was like, take me to the hospital, girl. Check your home remedy at the door. Don't want it. It ain't working. I went to the hospital. I was in so much pain. Real story. I couldn't see. I couldn't really hear right. The pain had affected my ability to look at my situation differently. It had affected my ability to hear a word from God because I was going through something that I felt was incurable. Many of you are going through something right now that you feel that is incurable. You start using language where you are catastrophizing and, and awfulizing, saying, this always happens to me, and I'm always feeling bad, and, and things never work out for me because you're going through something incurable. Leprosy was incurable, but when you bump into the antidote, it's not a home remedy. It's a heaven remedy, and God has sent down the incurable, and I'm telling you that when I went to the doctor's they poured this stuff. It's called contrast. And they, and they looked on the inside of me. Come on, somebody. And they found out that my gallbladder was about to rupture. I'm here to tell you right now that God wants to pour grace on the inside of you and find the issues that are going on in your life. And what you thought was incurable is about to be cured, not just by being in church, but about being around people who are the church. You are the antidote. Come on, Red Rocks. I am the antidote. You know, Pastor, where, where, does, where does this message come from? Well, I'll tell y'all, years ago, I used to rap. Come on, somebody. I used to spit bars. And actually, <clears throat> I'm working on a book right now about fighting racism and, and the cure to the sin-sick world that we live in. And can I just give y'all a few bars from that? Can I just... Can I just... Step into my alter ego. Come on, somebody. DJ, 
J-Roll. Come on, somebody. I'm joking. But the lyrics went like this. There's been an outbreak. The earth groans and quakes of mistakes made by a man who didn't know the high stakes. Confusion. What's the solution? A critical condition, a symptom of spiritual pollution. It's crazy young girls having babies. No daddies there because their fathers didn't care. Mediocrity, widespread hypocrisy, humanity's idolatry. We need a remedy. It's outrageous, deadly contagious. We can't contain this. About outrageous in the high places. Genocide, spiritual divide, black and whites divide. Preachers committing spiritual homicide. Where did their dream die? Churches weed out. They keep the sheep out. It's time to speak out, reach out, blow the walls out before the time's out. I got the antidote. I got the antidote. I got the antidote. I got the antidote. How did this happen to a man who started out free, now infected with disease? He's the one who needs the remedy. It's spreading fast. It's out of control. We got to cure the host so he can be the antidote. Quarantine all the people we see that once carried the message, now they carry disease. Eliminate it. We got to hate it. Stop faking it, church. We all been contaminated. Tell me why in this place we have no grace. I'm disgraced. Can't show face. Now they're scared. They run away. We don't have love from above, and I'm ashamed. Look at me. Can't you see I'm the remedy? Been set free. I've been changed. Don't run away. I am the antidote. You are the antidote. You are the antidote. You are the antidote. The antidote cures. In this season, stop waiting to go to church. Be the church and get cured. You have everything you need on the inside of you to be the antidote to heal all of the issues that are in your family. Jesus is the antidote. Number two, the antidote connects. Not only does the antidote cure, the antidote also Connect. Somebody say connect. I'm in this season where when I'm driving down the road, I'm tired of calls being dropped. Come on, where y'all at? Come on, somebody. Especially here in Denver. There's all these mountains. I'm talking on the phone. Come on. Having a good conversation. Have you ever been, how about this? Have you ever been on hold? And you've been on hold a long time, but then you decide to go somewhere for a ride? And you've been on hold for like an hour? You ever dropped the call? Come on, somebody. When you've been on hold, how many of y'all know that'll cause you to cuss? And just, just, I mean, no, no, we're in church, but <laughs> I mean, I want to stay connected. Looking at how many bars I have. I was having this conversation a few weeks ago, important conversation, business conversation. It took forever kind of to get this person on the phone. And I went through this area in my neighborhood where I know I'm going to drop the call. I'm like, why did I have this phone call? I spent all this time and now the call has dropped. And I started thinking about valley places of Christians and people who are God followers that I want you to know you find yourself in a low place and then you begin to drop the call. You begin to drop, come on, somebody that God called you. You begin to drop that he called you, that there's a purpose and a destiny on the inside of you. You are called. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care the valley you're in right now. The call of God does not disconnect from you. God loves you too much to disconnect from you. There are some people watching right now. You used to go to church. You used to be in church, but something happened in your life and you found yourself in a valley season. I want you to pick back up the call, pick back up the bars and get right back in relationship with Jesus Christ. Somebody's coming back to joy. Somebody's coming back to freedom. Somebody's coming back. Come on, somebody to redemptive power of Jesus Christ. Pick back up your call because the antidote stays connected. Hmm. 
I love that guy, the paralytic guy in Mark chapter two, who was on his mat. I love the fact that he had four friends, a small group. Some of you need to get in a group. Like, well, I don't feel connected. That's because you don't like people. <laughs> Confess your sins to God that you may be forgiven. Confess your sins to people, one another, that you may be healed. We got too many, too many church people walking around forgiven but not healed because they don't like to deal with people. You got to get back in a small group. Man, those four friends, he felt disconnected from the church. They got him. They ripped the roof off. You need some roof ripping friends in your life. Come on, somebody. Somebody that'll tear a roof up. Somebody that'll get some people out of your way. Somebody that'll get a past out of your way to get you to Jesus. The antidote connects. It says, when the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face on the ground, Luke 5, 12, begging, if you're willing, can you make me clean? I love the fact that Jesus touched him. I love the fact that Jesus connected with him. I love the fact that Jesus didn't judge him. He reached out. He wasn't scared of his issue. Like I know we're in this pandemic where everything is six feet of social distance. You know, you walk around and I had a lady, I walked up, I was six feet and she was like, excuse me. I was like, excuse you. She was like, you're not six feet. Ma'am, I am six feet. Excuse me. Do you go to my church? Make sure she didn't go to my church first. But can I tell you that the body of Christ, we've been socially distanced. We've been spiritually distanced because people are infected with life. We got to touch people before they're made well. Everybody says, well, I'll get with you once you get yourself straight. We got so many Christians saying, I don't want to go to church until I get myself together. Now, if I pulled out my iPad and smashed it on the ground and glass broke all over the ground, I wouldn't pick it up and say, I can't take it to the repair store until it gets fixed. But yet we come into church and says, I can't you know, serve until I get fixed. No, that's what the church is all about. We are about being healed and blessed as we go. We got to touch people and be in proximity with people who aren't there yet. As the band comes out, I want you to know who have we failed to connect with because of their issue? Who in your family have you failed to connect with because they hurt you or talked about you or walked on you or, or said or broke a promise? They just got leprosy. They just covered up some things. All of those issues are just covered up there. It's their trauma talking. It's their hurts talking. They didn't mean to. They just, no one has ever connected with them, Pastor Sean. No one has ever been committed to walking them from where they are to where God has them to be. Man, I, I'm all about hospitals. Churches are like hospitals, but the doors of churches are shut right now. What we need is some Christ followers who are paramedics. Come on, somebody who will go to the broken, who will go to the lost, who will go to the forsaken, who will go to people whose skin color is different to them and touch them and get in proximity and love them back to life. Jesus loved this man back to life. He says, God, so many people have, have missed it. They say they follow you, but they're not willing. 
They're not able. If you're not willing, you can't be able. But Jesus says, I am the antidote. And he wants us to follow him and say, I am the antidote. We got to connect with people. We got to do life with people. Can I just encourage you, Red Rocks? Don't forget where you came from. I know you're in church. I know you're saved. I know you got shoe game now. I know you're on the worship team. I know you're serving. But you don't serve a church. You don't pastor a church. You pastor a city. And there's some people in the city waiting for this church to connect with them, waiting for you to connect with them, waiting for you to be the hands and feet of Jesus because there's some people that they know you're able. They're just not sure if you're willing. The gospel message is able. The antidote, it cures, it connects. Number three, I'm out of your way. It cleans. Whoo! It cleans. It makes you new. If any man be in Christ... Come on, I'll spit a bar right now. He is a new creation. It doesn't rhyme, but it sounds good in this flow. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Who you? Oh, y'all like that right there? <laughs> We're in a season right now where companies are running out of antibacterial. Right? Like you're looking for some stuff. I mean, I, my wife is so, like, antibacterial. Like, she's all about, like, it didn't take the pandemic. She will spray you down when you come in the house. My dad came. She took out the aerosol can and sprayed him down. You're not bringing that up in here. The church, we got to look for some people. We can't run out of helping people get clean. We can't run out of helping people on their way to follow Jesus. I was thinking about this, and I'm going to end with this scripture right here. And this text, that says, then Jesus instructed him not to tell anybody what had happened. And he said, go tell the priest to examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses and those who have been healed of leprosy. And then he says this, this will be a public testimony that you have been cleaned. I want to tell y'all something. If I had had leprosy my whole life, I don't care what nobody said. I'm going out and I am telling everybody about what God has done. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> me and my wife, we went to Disney World, took the kids one time. And, 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 and you know, that's just not my thing. It's hot. Come on, somebody. I'm dark-skinned. I don't want to get darker. Like, you know, I had on lotion, so I was sweating a lot. Only black folks know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> a daisy just shouted. I know it was her. <laughs> and can't stand bad kids. I don't know. Like, bad kids are bad. They need a whooping. I'm sorry. They need a timeout. Not mine. I get my, my, if I get my son a timeout, he's going to be thinking about what he's going to blow up next. I just, so these bad kids, and the mom was just letting the kids just be bad. One kid smacked her. I was like, oh my God. Boy, if you did that in my family, come on, you would need to be resurrected. And the grandmama came over there. I loved it. And she started laying hands, come on somebody, in a very disciplined way. Y'all better not ever, I love that, act. That's, now that's black families right there. They beat you and they rhyme with it. Ever again, I will whoop your tail. It will not be stale. Come on somebody. And then she said something. 
She said something that, I was thinking about this message. She said, if you act up in public, I'm going to discipline you in public. Can I let you know that the enemy has been acting up in public? He's been publicly attacking your family. He's been publicly attacking your marriage. He's been publicly attacking your children. He's been public with racism. And it's time for the church to say, I have been clean. If the enemy's going to be public about his attack, I'm going to be public about my testimony to the level that the devil has attacked you. Give him double back and praise. Come on, Red Rocks. Stand to your feet right now. Stand up in your living room and say, look what the Lord has done. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Listen, the lepers, when they would enter a city, they would have to proclaim, I'm leprous. And everybody would say, unclean, unclean, unclean. But now I want you to know that when he bumped into Jesus, the antidote, he went around that city and said, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. And that leper, he went from a leper to a leaper. Is there anybody in here that will say, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean? Look what the Lord has done. Oh, I love this. I don't know what you're dealing with right now, but let me let you know you've bumped into an antidote today. And he wants to clean you up. And right now in your living room, right now all over this room, can we just ask, put our hands in an act of surrender. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Don't have to repeat after me, but let your spirit pray it. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, that people who have been cast to the side, they've been outcasted, they've been ostracized because of their condition. God, let them know that there's a church called Red Rocks that are Christ followers, that when they bump into them, they will be contagious with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. God, that they can say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Now take those hands and put them together and give God some praise that you are still connected to the source. Red Rock Church, I love you. Uncle Jimmy will be back next time. Look what the